Hello, logical people. That just gave me a throwback to our trailer. That was so deja vu. <laughs> Hi, I'm Macy McKinley. And I'm Julia Carlton. And welcome back to Too Much Sense, baby. Woo! Um, today on Too Much Sense, we are talking about something that has taken up probably most of our time during quarantine. And it's a blessing and a curse. What is it, Macy? It's a good, good friend. And sometimes toxic friend. Social media. That's right. Social, wait for it, media. media. <laughs> I think with everything that's kind of gone on and also us not knowing how to spend our time, I think it's very easy to be overstimulated by social media right now, but also kind of find comfort in it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are using social media for what its intended use to like stay connected and everything, and some people are really overkilling it and using social media for... The wrong reasons, to say the least. So we've gathered our thoughts in these past couple weeks, and we are ready to share them with you all. So, Julia, I want to know, what really pisses you off that people do on social media? Um, This is just an in-general thing, because there are things that have pissed me off recently with, like, um, the social media, like, movements going on right mm-hmm. now. But um, just in general, social media p- pet peeve. I cannot stand reading posts about, like, minuscule personal problems that have no business being broadcasted (laughs) on the internet. Like, if you broke your pinky nail, don't put it on Facebook. Like, so sorry, go get a nail file, fix that. I don't need to know, no one needs to know, and the people that are commenting on it just, like, are your friends and they feel like they need to support you. Sending prayers for your left pinky nail. Yeah, they don't, don't ask for prayers if it's not something serious. Like, some people will ask for prayers for things that I just don't think warrant prayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe some people pray about everything, which is fine. I'm just not a super religious person. But, like, I don't feel as though it's appropriate to read something on Facebook that says, please send prayers. I have a runny nose. Please send <laughs> prayers. My throat hurt this morning. I might need to go get it checked out. Like, okay, honey. You know, you can handle that on your own without a Facebook post. But you could probably pray for yourself. You probably don't need to be recruiting all of your followers to kind of send a message up to the big man to help you out. I think that's something small enough you can handle yourself. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. What if? Hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, sometimes I see things on the internet that just have no place being there. Like, there are multiple people that I think update their Facebooks multiple times a day, every few hours giving us an update. And it's like about nothing. It's, like, about groceries they bought. It's about how they're feeling. (laughs) The diaries of the bored adult. And for real. (laughs) And a lot of the times, too, it is adults and, like, even later generations. And poor things. They're, like, trying to do the whole social media thing, but... You know, they didn't get a crash course. They didn't They didn't see that, like... They had to learn later on. Yeah. And a lot of the times it's stuff that I think could easily be answered by Google... (laughs) And you don't have to sit there and waste 20 minutes waiting for your Facebook friends to comment their answers. You could just easily Google it. NBD. You actually have the little Safari app on your phone. There's even oh, a really? Google app. There's a Google app that takes you straight to the search bar. I would love a Julia-like example of what you've witnessed on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not trying to hurt people's feelings out here, so let me just try to think of some generics. <laughs> um, I've seen some... I said grocery updates. We'll go with there. Yeah. I've seen some people who are maybe unsure 
of whether or not their food has expired. Oh. And instead of just, like, using their better judgment and thinking, like, hmm, probably spoiled, maybe I won't eat it, they have to, like, put it on the internet and be like, hey, guys, does this look right to you? Should I eat this? Because the answer to that keeps them up at night, of course. And they just can't figure it out. No. And <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, um, so if they all say yes, you're, are you just going to eat it? Like, even if it is spoiled? No, like, it's a group poll. It's a group. They should have, do they have Facebook polls? Oh my God. I'm no, s- they totally have Facebook polls. Okay, well, they should start learning how to use Facebook polls. Don't encourage it. No, you're right. No, no it just needs to stop. Um, or like... People who have been sick that I've seen, and they're like, "So this is these are all my symptoms. This is what's happening." Blah blah. Which okay, I get it. If you're sick, especially right now with COVID, like it can be scarier. You want support, but don't be like, "Hey, I have all these nasty pictures of my illness. If you guys want to see them, um, doesn't matter whether it's skin related rash, like stuff like that." People are like, "Hey, check this out," and it's absolutely disgusting. No one ever wants to see that, but for whatever reason, they're like, "My followers want to see this." Like, this is not WebMD. This is not <laughs> a photo diary where this that's appropriate. Not, this is not appropriate, Susan. Just not. So yeah, so those are some of the things. Just just things that you probably don't need to ask anyone, let alone everyone on the internet that you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm wondering to myself, are they sitting there waiting for replies? And that's going to determine what they can do? Or can you just make a judgment call on your own? Like, do you have any type of brain power to sit by yourself and think, hmm, should I do this? Should I eat this lettuce? Should, should I go to the doctor? No one's doing that because it makes too much sense. Amen. <laughs> One thing I get frustrated by on social media is when people are constantly trolling others. I get we have different opinions, but there's a way to go about the trolling. And sometimes it's just unnecessary. We can just tell you're angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the trolling, I hate when it's like, um, like just about physical stuff. Like mm-hmm. if somebody posts a photo and they're like, oh my God, her, she has such a big nose or mm-hmm. something like that. You, you can't don't change that. that. You don't yeah. need to say that. If you can't change it about yourself in like 30 seconds and like lipstick on the teeth or something, don't say shit. Like it's not necessary. And it just says more about that person than it does about the person you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just always think like, what else are you doing today? You had nothing else to do besides lurk on people's profiles and like put mean things yeah we get it you're bitter becky (laughs) we understand no one needs to know amen um another one kind of tying in is really long rants like people's social media is supposed to be a quickie oh yeah usually with visuals graphics kind of get the point across now exception to the rule like blm movement um covid information stuff like that where it's a lot more informational posting if there's like a paragraph to get the Mm -hmm. full story across cool but like in general i don't want a detailed account of what you ate this morning and how you made the decision to do whatever you did today (sighs) and just i don't know i don't know i i it kind of goes along with the people who record the whole concert on Snapchat and they put it on their story. And you're like, I didn't pay the $300 for the ticket and I'm still not paying. I don't want to see the concert. And your hand's shaking and you're jumping up and down. Oh, and we you're... can hear you singing. Yeah, that's my favorite. I... <laughs> There's this one video my friend recorded and they were at a concert and they sent it to me. And I heard another girl in the back and she sounded like Ice JJ Fish. Do you remember? <laughs> There's something, something about you, girl. Make my... And one twirl. And okay. I love that video and I frequent it all the time because of that poor vocal singing. <laughs> but nobody wants to see the concert. Unless it's like 
Sean Mendes, but I was there anyways, so. <laughs> but I still don't feel like people want to see no, your no, recording I don't of the see, whole concert. I don't want to see your account of the concert. No. I would watch, like, a professional video that the artist put out. That's... You're not YouTube. Right. Sweetie. But I feel like other than that, there's not very many, like, social media don'ts, except for some things that are controversial that are going on currently with the times. Oh, yeah. But we'll approach that. But other than that, I feel like social media is kind of a freaking free-for-all. It is a free-for-all, and on some platforms more than others, I think TikTok has no rules. I'm not even on TikTok, so I, sorry, you big TikTokers, if there are rules that I don't know about. I feel like Snapchat is not an app of honor. I feel like there's there's no rules. <laughs> Snapchats is for nudes. Yeah. And TikTok helps me lose body confidence. So there's oh, that. So yeah. There you go. Um, so really, I just focus on Instagram. I only have Facebook because I had to get Facebook for a club. That was me, too. Oh, you got it for charge? No, I got it for FBLA. Oh, well, I had to get Facebook for a club, mm-hmm. so I only checked the private club group. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but sometimes in the midst of my duties on there i come across things from my family my members duties. My duties. that's where i see the fucking lettuce posts and the things that bother me or like political things that bother me oh that's another one too like i'm trying to think political posts i feel like now they're really more, intense they're too intense sometimes or are they just like if they're not well thought out political posts and we just, can tell if you didn't proofread yeah or like if you can tell like it's not real or like your source is mm-hmm. like really biased like we can tell like come on bro like that that's not actually accurate and it just makes you look ill-informed i feel like if you care enough to post something you should put in that very few extra minutes to fact check that source i don't feel like it's that hard you know like i have family again we're family divided politically but um a lot of people put stuff and literally like the facebook warning will come up like a lot of this is false information and i'm like don't Facebook's telling you, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Not that Facebook is my favorite, most reliable source either. Yeah. But, like, you know. And I don't think there's anything wrong posting, like, certain political things. And I think it's okay if you have differing opinions. That's the great thing about people. We're individualized and we have different backgrounds that contribute to that. But I think it's so important to be putting important and also correct information out there because there are so many people that are on the fence or they're easily swayed, and I think people have the right to have correct information at their hands. And not just, like, emotionally charged stuff either. Yeah. Like, this person who believes this is stupid or evil or whatever. I hate when it's, That's like, personal, thing. emotional charge, like, attacks. Yeah. It does, there's nothing productive about telling people to, like, go to hell or F you for thinking this or you're a dummy. Like, that's not productive to the conversation. It just makes people retreat in their feelings. But that's how I feel. I guess that kind of goes along with trolling. Um, the last point that I had about what not to do on social media is throw yourself a pity party. (laughs) Everybody join me in my crying session. (laughs) Like, I, some people I think are a lot more sensitive than others, which is fine. I'm a sensitive goop. I'll own it. Yeah. Well, if, if something bad happens in your day that just like, it was annoying to you. It's fine. Deal with it. Be upset about it. Talk to Ben and Jerry, but that's it. But do you need to, like, have an Instagram live talking about how, like, you missed your bus, (laughs) like, it started raining and you just got your hair done and, like, like, I'm so sorry it was a bad day for you, but why do you have to, like, have viewers tune in to your pity party when all you do is rant about everything wrong in your day? Like, 
jump on people. We'll talk more about this, but it really goes into your intention of posting that. Did you just want intention and like, oh, sending love your way? Or like, do you feel like that will help somebody else? The answer is you probably just wanted attention. Probably just wanted attention and sympathy yeah. and false prayers. And... and that stuff adds up when people view you. I don't know, man. I see it. It annoys me. I don't partake. So. <laughs> and I'm done. Seriously, I won't, I won't give the attention or prayers wanted. Like, I just won't. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, though, that I'm loving about social media is there kind of more of a shift of transparency. And, like, really posting the content that you want and not really worrying about what other people think. Which mm-hmm. makes me very happy. Well, yeah, your page is like your own brand. Yeah. So what you put out is what you want to put out, and that's fine. It can be anything. Yeah. As long as it's not the irrelevant shit we just, <laughs> just outlined. Because <laughs> we, we make the rules. Yes. <laughs> What's one of your favorite things you see on social media right now? Females on mm-hmm. social media who, like, have taken up, like, a give-no-fucks attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, I love seeing, like, celebrities, even, re- even regular people, like, posting their bikini pics or whatever outfit they want to wear or like just being really vocal about Mm -hmm. how they're taking control of their lives like I love seeing that I'm always like yes queen and I keep following more accounts like that well it empowers you to do the same thing like if they can do I can totally do that you know Mm -hmm. um one thing was funny for me because I didn't have Instagram for a really long time because I was so meticulous about what I posted and having like an aesthetic feed Mm. and I feel like it's so much more freeing right now in this space because I can post like a little selfie of me on my bed and not be like okay it has to be perfect like it has to look professional it can literally just be a selfie like no this is what I'm doing this is my mood right now and I love how people hype others up in their comments it just it's just so rewarding it's so sweet seeing that like, it's my favorite thing going on. Even people that don't even know that well, I'll constantly swipe up on their stories or comment because I know it makes people feel good. It totally does. Yeah. yeah. And then in a less um, deep and important note, actually my favorite thing right now on social media um, is Zodiac memes and Harry <laughs> Potter memes. Um, I, for those of you who don't know, am obsessed with Harry Potter. Like... I used to be one of those fake only seen the movies fans, and then during quarantine, I listened to all of the books on Audible. I actually finished the last one last night and started crying, but that's besides the point. Um, and so my whole mentality has been centered around Harry Potter for these past few months, and I just scroll through memes and scroll, laugh babe, my scroll. ass off by myself <laughs> for hours. I follow this one called Serious Blackbacks. That shit mm. is so funny. So- <laughs> Macy will get a random Harry Potter meme for me sometimes. I, I don't know a lot about Harry Potter. Also, obsessed is an understatement for Julia. She's not obsessed. She's addicted. <laughs> but that's a just a side note. No, but yeah, every once in a while I'll get them and I'll understand it. But I'm a fake fan and I watch the <laughs> movies, so. <laughs> We're all on different points in our Harry Potter journey. That's fine. Some people haven't or will ever be on that journey. Some people just still have muggle tendencies and that's fine. <laughs> You're so ridiculous. I've been elevated and that's... My journey. No, but the Zodiac memes are so funny. It's been kind of one of our pastimes to send them to each other. Especially we freak out when there's like an Aquarius Pisces one that's paired. Yeah. Mmm, sweet, sweet bliss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the flip side, we'll give you some more things that are okay, approved by Macy and I to do on social media. Yes. Things we encourage you to do on social media. I think if you feel good and confident about a picture, don't overthink it. Post it. Just post it. Mm-hmm. If you look at the photo and you're like, oh, I look cute, post it. Yes, just do it. Does and that... don't do that thing where you stare at it on your account and then delete it. Like, if you felt like you were rocking it in the moment, chances are you were rocking it. Don't overthink it. That's, like, your worst nightmare. 
because you probably look damn good. So post that ish and you're good to go. You know? Retweet. Um, like Macy already mentioned, hype people up in the comments, especially your friends. I have a, I have a core of friends on social media, like the same ones comment on my photos. And every time they do, I'm just like, you know, you don't have to be out here still because you've proved yourself time and time again. But I appreciate you. Welcome back. Yeah. (laughs) Nice seeing you. And also sometimes people that maybe I'm not that close with will comment and it just makes me feel so seen. And I know it's weird because we could talk about instant gratification through social media, but I still think it adds up and I think it's really sweet because it means they took time out of their day to be like, damn, she looks good. You know? (laughs) Um, I also find it really fun, really flattering if people like tag me or DM me funny memes, especially if they're related to Harry Potter. Especially if they know your humor too. Yeah, because like I do that to people all the time. Like if it reminds me of your humor, then I'll send it their way. And then I just think it's sweet if people do the same thing. Because one, if you do like it, you get a nice laugh. <laughs> and two, you're like, oh my god, they know who I am. Exactly. I always send Disney ones Julia's way or anything Pisces related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Disney characters are Pisces. I'm going to look that up after we I think you should make a PowerPoint on that. You think? Okay. Yeah, all the characters in there. Zodiac signs? All right, noted. Cool, cool, cool. I think with everything that's gone on, and will continue to go on because change is happening, um, which is incredible, um, but reposting important social issues and facts, um, figures, petitions, statistics that you think would really reach out to people you are following or followers. I agree, and I've actually received DMs and, like, swiped up to my um, stories that I reposted, being like, oh my gosh, like, this really helped me understand, like, this wording, or this visual, or like, oh my gosh, I really needed to see that today, and um, I just think you never know who it's going to affect, and who's going to view it, and take something really important away out of it, so, like, it's not just meaningless reposting, like, if you care about it, and you think it deserves being seen by your follower base, then repost it, and it might do a lot of good. During, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, I was going to put a post on my Instagram um, just stating some facts, but also kind of my thoughts of what's going on and showing that I was an ally and supporting it. And at first I was kind of thinking in my head, like, what do I post this? Is it going to help anything? And I think that exact thought process is tough because, yeah, maybe only certain people see it and they already have the same viewpoints as you. But what if you just reached out to one person and their perspective was changed? Mm-hmm. Then it's like a chain effect. Will they tell their friends, oh, well, actually this fact and this perspective. And they're like, oh, okay. And, it, and it's a domino effect. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to think that, oh, maybe it won't make a difference, but maybe it will. And you also can show people, like kind of like you said, that you're an ally. Yeah. And maybe people aren't really sure of you and they're questioning you and then they see something like that on your page and they're like, oh, okay, this is a person that I can trust. Yeah, and you know, the worst case scenario is you just get giving some reiteration of knowledge that maybe they already had. And that's okay because it'll form in their brain longer. But the best case scenario is you change someone's entire viewpoint. And I think that's a, it's not even a risk, it's something you should do. Because I think the human experience is all about developing and learning. Another thing that we love to see is people giving credit and, like, tagging their sources. Like, if, like, um, for example, on the Too Much Sense account, we posted the Kylie and Stassi, like, Little Pisces Aquarius love it. Um, meme. And, like, that was freaking funny, I thought. Well, not, it wasn't, like, super funny, but it was a post that I really liked. And I was like, oh, this would go well with our feed. And I thought it was completely okay to use that because we gave credit to the creator. And so I feel like that's totally cool. Like always give credit where credit's due and like make sure 
um, the proper owners, like, get the props for it. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot out there that maybe you can't make yourself or you don't know how, but doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to, like, use it and praise it and spread it around for them. Yeah, and then maybe someone really likes that account that we credited, and now they have a whole new fun account to look at all the time, you know? <laughs> um, I think another thing you should do with social media is ask your intention of why you're posting it, too. Big one. Um, this is something I probably could talk about forever, and we're going to talk more about it um, kind of with what was going on with COVID-19, um, but also with the Black Lives Matter movement. Is like, why are you posting that at the time, you know? Mm. And I guess... What are your, like, thoughts on it? Um, I think intentions are a hard thing to see through the actual result. Like, mm-hmm. with looking at a post, sometimes it can be hard to tell what someone's intention was. But when, when it's off, you can easily tell. Mm-hmm. Like, if your caption and photo kind of do not mesh together at all, like, maybe you posted something really personal, like you and your friends or whatever, and then your caption is supposed to be about, like, supporting Black Lives Matter. Like, I know you've seen a couple of posts like that that were a little disturbing to you. Yeah, I can go into that. Yeah. So, it was specifically a lot on 4th of July, and I know there was kind of different mixed viewpoints on whether people should celebrate 4th of July or not. Um, But when I was just looking on Instagram, I was seeing a lot of girls post bikini pics, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But then their caption um, kind of bothered me in the sense because there was one I saw specifically, it was like red, white, and hashtag BLM. And I don't, and I think it's so important to push Black Lives Matter, but what did that have to do with your bikini post? Were you just posting that bikini post and then doing that caption because you felt guilty by posting that? Or do you think that was going to be beneficial to someone scrolling through their feed? Yeah, or did you think having, like, that hashtag was going to, like, get your photo of yourself more attention? Or, um, like, I don't know what actress it was. I always forget her name. I think the one who was dating Cole Sprouse. Oh, Lily Reinhart. Yeah. Yeah, like, she posted that kind of, like, risque photo of herself. Yeah, it was, like, a nude photo, but she was, like, covering up herself with her arms. Yeah, and it was, like, okay, now that I have your attention, like, read all the stuff with Black Lives Matter. And I know that one got a lot of controversy. Yeah, it was people that was really distasteful. Yeah, and I think that while the intention could be I want to make sure that as many people as possible can see my message, it kind of, like, distracts from the message to make it something like that that's a little bit insensitive. Yeah, and I saw so many more like that that even bothered me more. Um, Yeah, and you just have to ask yourself, like, why are you posting that pic? Okay, post that pic, say happy 4th of July, do what you please, but don't use it as, like, a Black Lives Matter movement. You know yeah, I mean? when it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. It's, it's literally you showing, like, your white privilege out yeah. on a lake celebrating 4th of July, and then you're saying Black Lives Matter. Yeah, it really rubbed me the wrong way. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I think that is super important. Just remember, like, why you're posting it, and if the intention probably isn't the best, maybe hold off, or edit it in a way to where the intention matches up. And if it really is just about you and you're feeling yourself and you want to post this, fine. Make sure the context of it aligns with that intention. We were talking about, during everything, too, um, whether it was appropriate or not to post, like, personal or, I guess you could deem as superficial stuff during um, everything that was going on in the midst of the protests. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I struggled for a long time with, like, okay, if I post this photo that doesn't have to do with the protests, does that make me look like I'm not taking it seriously or Mm -hmm. I don't care? You know, when is it going to be acceptable for me to post things about my own life? Because my platform for a while turned into me just reposting um Mm -hmm. the social justice movement which is super important glad I did it don't regret anything but it was becoming not like my page anymore and so I just didn't know like 
when I could go back to making it like my own little photo diary, if you will, of like Mm -hmm. my life at the moment. I think when I was posting things, I was making sure I was posting facts that when I saw something that I've never heard or seen before, I was like, oh, wow, you know what? I need to share this because if I didn't know this, someone else doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I was also trying to find this balance of, you know, with change going on, I think trying to find things where people were coming together and where people really were embracing the movement and trying to find that balance. So um, if people were seeing my story, they felt like, okay, you know what? This great stuff is going on. Because I think sometimes the media tends to put a lot of... Um, you know, dark stuff going on, and that's what our world is sometimes, right? But I think I was trying to give a little bit of light when I could. Did you take a break from posting personal stuff as well during that time, or were you mixing in that positive stuff with your own photos? I wasn't doing any of my own photos because my biggest thing was I had to ask myself what space I wanted to take up on the internet at that time. And I didn't think any coffee picture, selfie picture had any type of beneficial impact on the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. So what was the transition for you to start posting personal stuff again? Because, I mean, Black Lives Matter isn't over, and it shouldn't be over anytime soon. Because, yeah. obviously, all the changes that people are fighting for haven't happened yet. So, But I feel like now, even myself, we're starting to, like, integrate back into where we were, like, more about us. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious, like, your mentality about the balance and what's appropriate. Yeah, and I think I'm still learning to navigate that because I think originally with social media, I was post like I love music, so I was posting like a lot of songs and things like that. But now I'm viewing it at a whole new sector in the sense where I'm actually posting still a lot of political things, but I'm also mixing it with passion projects I'm working on or things of that sort. So I'm still trying to find the balance, and I don't know if there's necessarily a right or wrong answer in how to do it anymore. I think we're all trying to learn as we go. Um, I think the main thing is as long as you don't just entirely stop reposting or posting your own unique content about the movements like you're still using your um space to elevate the movements i think it's fine if you do start integrating some of your own stuff as long as it doesn't completely go back to how it was where nobody's posting political things anymore like i'm finding that with myself like i'm mixing it up even on my story like i'll show um just random stuff every day what i'm doing but then also i'll repost things that i read during the day that i think are really important to keep sharing and again, like, go back to an intention. Are you posting that thing just to be like, hey, by the way, I'm still aware of what's going on? Are you doing it because it's helping people? Go back to that intention, too, you know? Right. Because I don't think you should feel guilted into posting something. And also remember, a lot of work goes on behind the scenes. The amount of hard conversations I know I've had, the educating I've done, the petitions I've signed, you know, the black-owned brands I've supported throughout all of it, you don't see that. So mm-hmm. remember, people are also going on different journeys and doing different ways of advocating at this time. I agree. Um, so I guess a final takeaway from that little rant we just had is just make sure you have the right intentions behind what you do, no matter what it is that you do. Yeah. Um, and like, don't be afraid to post something that you think will reach out to people. Um, and you can still obviously post your own content. Just trying to find that balance and that balance might be different for other people, you know? I do. I do. Do you think too much social media is a thing? Yeah. There are times in my life that I actually had to, like, delete my social media apps off my phone because it was too stressful. And it wasn't necessarily that I was receiving negative things I didn't want to look at or, I, or, like, the content was negative. It was literally, like, the amount I was checking. Like, I would have this weird tendency to just, like, unlock my phone and scroll just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Like, even when I was watching a show or a movie or doing something else, I had to, like 
I had like this little timer in my mind, like, oh, what's the internet doing? And so I needed to get off just so that I could break that little tick that I had. Was it hard for you to break that habit? Because I know for me, it's second nature to have my phone with me while I'm watching Netflix or while I'm making graphics or whatever it may be. You know, it was pretty easy because once you delete the app, like you can't see it. And mm-hmm. it's not like I would redownload the app because I'm an addict and I needed to, <laughs> I needed my fix. Like I would, um, in the beginning, I would still have that tendency and I would check my phone, but then I'd be like, oh, there's nothing there to check and just put my phone down. And then eventually I stopped checking. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like you have to break the muscle memory. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm quite embarrassed with myself one time because I had an app that tells you how many times you checked in on your phone, like you swiped to open it. Oh, I don't remember the number, but I remember it was painful to look at. And I was like, how did I get here? Yeah, and it's to check for nothing. It's not like you had a notification. Like, sometimes I would go in and just, like, open my camera roll and be like, oh, yeah, (laughs) this is the last picture I took. Just forgot where I'm at. (laughs) Just to have something to check. It was horrible. Yeah, and it gets very overstimulating. Mm -hmm. I have four social media accounts. We have the Too Much Sense and then I have another passion project I'm working on. And then I have one for charge. And then I have my personal. So then when you see those four counts and then you see all the notifications and you're like, okay, well, here's my day. I'm going to go on social media. I'm not an influencer. I've never claimed to be. But all of a sudden I'm like, okay, time to go do my work, do my job. And my parents are like, oh, what'd you do today? I said, I did work. And they're like, on social media? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's a job though. There are social media careers that exist. I have a cousin who does social media and it's like, an actual, you can make a career out of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great career. But my thing is, how do they manage that on a daily basis without being completely drained at the end of the day? No, it definitely is hard. And I think it's an easy thing for adults or people who aren't like into social media or in different industries to be like, oh, that's not a real thing. Like, how hard is that? But it really does take a mental toll on you to be having to stare at screens all day, like for your daily life. Um, and I know my cousin who works in it literally has two phones and I think that's smart. Like you can have all your non-personal stuff on the other phone. Um, I got two phones, one for the plug and one for the hose. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, it is a lot. Um, for me, some things, so obviously I'm not on my social media detox anymore because I am out here and active, but (laughs) but I, (laughs) um, I mean the fans just missed me. Yeah. Everyone's been screaming your name. They've been begging me to get back on. Um, but, um, things that I've done to kind of help myself not spiral into the old habits is I have timers on my apps. You can do that like in your settings. So I limit myself to 30 minutes a day during quarantine though. Obviously I, I really do hit that button, like ignore limit for today. I'd be hitting her every day, (laughs) which is bad. Um, but during the, the school year, it was super helpful for me. Um, and then you have like your, obviously like your, um, weekly screen time reports. Mm -hmm. So you have ways to, to check yourself. I actually downloaded that feature of the timer because of you and actually find it helpful, even though recently I'm just ignoring all the time. (laughs) Um, but one thing I do is I try to set a time for myself at night. Usually it's like nine or 10 where I turn my phone on, do not disturb. I plug it, put in the corner of my bedroom and I will not go at my phone. I even do the do not disturb on my laptop. That way I'm just like no social me, Criminal Minds, and Derek Morgan. That's all I That's need. all you need. Yeah. No one should interrupt your time with Derek. <laughs> <laughs> and Married at First Sight, which is so great. I still have to watch that. It's kind of like Mental Love is note. Blind. I think you'd like it. Morning mm-hmm. Cameron forever. But I would love for you all to reach out to us through Too Much Sense to let us know how you kind of figure out how to not be overstimulated by social media. Um, because I know I'm always craving tips on that. Yeah, it can get hard. It can get really heavy at once and like you said even with when you have multiple accounts which a lot of people nowadays do have multiple mm-hmm. accounts um 
you know, one of the things I've done in the past is, like, turn off my notifications for all but one account. I did that. Um, because, like, the charge stuff, I need to be present on, um, that just for, like, club reasons. So, like, keep those notifications on, but not your personal ones, and that way you can decide when your time is to, like, check up on everything, and then you can put it away and not be bothered. And I think one thing, too, is a lot of people I know won't do social media right when they wake up. They'll give themselves, like, an hour, whether it's, like, reading a book or literally just sitting in silence, so they're not starting the tone of their day with social media. I actually had an amazing Orange Theory coach, who I'm so sad that he ended up moving to New York, which, I mean, let's be real, that's the move in everyone's life, so, like, happy for him, but I miss him a lot. He always gave us wisdom after class, and it was always around that, like, not letting other people start, like, set the tone of your day. And that was his big thing, is not checking social media when you wake up or before you go to bed, because, like, you shouldn't give other people the power to dictate your mood for the day. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. I feel like that. I do that with text sometimes. Like, I won't look at text after a certain time, because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to start that way. We're just going to start my day. I'll set my mood, and then I'll look at the text, you know? Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. You gotta, you gotta control what you can control. You gotta take power over your own moods. Yes, you are in control. You are your own mood ring. <laughs> but, um, you know, whether you find it more good or bad, do you think it's possible to, like, at least in our age, in this day and age, to not have social media at all? And to live in, like, a me- social media-less world? Or do you think it's, like, kind of ingrained into our society? I think some people are able to do it for the career path they want. My issue is, I know we're both in the same field, advertising, if you're marketing, whatever it may be, social media is so prevalent and you have to have it. And I originally didn't have social media in the beginning of my college years. And then when I decided I wanted to go into marketing, eventually advertising, which is what I'm in now, I'm like, I have to download social media. Yeah, because you can't be the only one in the job interview not knowing how to work everything and not knowing the trends. Yeah, and I think also, too, it's now access... Access, or what am I saying? Now, too, it's now resource for a lot of news information for people as well. So I know I get a lot of information. It's not my only news source, but I'll get a lot of information that way, too, so you're also informed that way. That's true. And I think, as well, like, industry thing, when people are searching you for jobs or whatever it may be, like their your social media is the way they they kind of find out about you in the beginning without meeting you and that already kind of gives off like your vibe and they can determine before even speaking to you like if you have the right look and content or whatever for the jobs they're seeking so it's almost like a little mini trial run like resume even if it's personal do you think if you had the option would you have social media um like if I didn't need it for my job Mm mm-hmm I think I would still have it just because I have such a creative mind and I enjoy having a way to, like, take my ideas and actually, like, make them into something. So even if it's, like, some type of funny caption idea I think of, I feel like if I didn't have social media as an outlet to, like, post those things and practice my creative thinking, I don't know where those things would go. Yeah, it's a great, like, creative outlet. Yeah, I think it helps me kind of stay, like, with my gears turning a little bit. I don't think I'd be as connected to people if I didn't have it, but I think in a dream world, if I'm being honest, I wouldn't want to have social media. Mm-hmm. I'm mood dependent on social media sometimes. Like if I see um, a really tough post, that will really bring down my mood mm-hmm. in like a way because I'm highly empathetic. So I'm like, okay, this is really hard to watch. Now I'm kind of like feeling really down, you know? Okay, so you think it has too much influence over your mental state? 
yeah, sometimes, or I get very caught up in comparing myself to others mm-hmm. or how they're living their lives, or I get angered easily by what something someone's doing. Yeah, and I wish there was a way to better control it. Like, obviously, you can be on private and be really selective about the people who can see your stuff, but it's really never fully private. Like, you mm-hmm. don't you don't know who's still seeing your stuff off of, like, using another person's phone or, like... I don't know. I just feel like it's out there. It's the internet. Like, the hackers of the hackers can find anything, even if it's private, so... It's crazy. Privacy is no longer a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. At all. Like, you have ring cameras, and you have web cameras, and you have all these things that can easily be accessed to. And we... It's kind of crazy how we voluntarily gave that up. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't... I don't think people register it. Like, I think we're still kind of comfortable with not having privacy anymore, because it's just, like, the new norm. Yeah. Well, I think... When you sign up for technology and things of that sort, you never assume that certain privacy would be taken away because uh-huh. you only see your viewpoint. But if you look on the hindsight of things, you literally have no privacy. All the information you have can be accessed to. And I mean, that's that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. It can be completely neutral. But I mean, it's just something to be aware of because you always see all these people being like exposed because privacy doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> I wish you could see the face. She just went into an entire existential crisis right before my eyes. Look up! They're looking at me right now. <laughs> Your FBI agent. My FBI agent has the best job in the world. The shit that he hears and sees is hilarious. He will never be. He will never not be entertained. Everyone's waiting to fill his or her position. Basically. I mean, <laughs> my FBI agent's like, this bitch is listening to Harry Potter on Audible again. <laughs> I hate my job. Oh my god, is she really talking about that guy again? <laughs> Social media is great for um, stupid shit. <laughs> What's your definition of stupid shit? I don't know, I just feel like a lot of the joys I get in my life are from like movie references and accents and, and things like that. And there's no other space besides the internet and social media that I could be like, hey, who else made this very specific movie reference that nobody actually <laughs> talks about? And then you just Google it or look up a social media tag on like Shrek or something and it's like the, the funniest thing ever. And you just sit there and you're like, oh, I have a community of, of weirdos that remember every line of every movie they've ever watched. You can find your own little meme group. Exactly. Well, we hope you have enjoyed our insights on the do's and don'ts and boundaries or lack of or lack thereof um, on social media. And if you guys saw last week, we implemented some fun new polls on our Instagram page that had to do with the episode. So after you listen to this, if you want to participate and give us your feedback, head to our at Too Much Sense Podcast Instagram story and let us know what you think. We always love to hear from all of you, so hit us up on social media. We hear what you say, and we've taken a lot of it into account. Um, And be careful what you do on social media. Be intentional with what you post, um, but also have fun with it. It's your space to be creative and show who you are, so we love you all. Protect those logical minds, baby. Take a break (laughs) if you need it. (laughs) All right, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 